Good morning, Cornerstone. It is good to be with you again virtually in this position of uh, that's familiar, but perhaps more than a little unwanted of being together apart again. Uh, but I really believe God's got something good for us this morning. If you've already um, enjoyed the worship, you can see the great job the team did for us there. A great new song that I'm really looking forward to singing uh, in the life of our, our worship together. Uh, we're going to hear some stories from some other people this morning. I feel like God's really prepared something for us. He, he knew he's gone before us, as he does. Um, to, uh, to start off, one of the things that actually often people who want to challenge the authenticity, the claims of Scripture, the claims of Christ, they point to the very human kind of way in which God's Word comes to us. It comes to us through so many different people. And um, you can sort of take a, a casual and, um, uh, you know, a little bit of a passing look at the humanity of different stories with different perspectives, some details that different um, authors have. They put in, some leave them out. And that's where, again, people who want to challenge the claims of Christ, challenge Scripture, say, well, look, it's it's not God's, not God's divine word. It's just a bunch of humans. And I feel it's the thing that really authenticates God. And, and it's so distinctive about the Judeo-Christian faith is the way in which God looks to work and speak through his people by the Spirit. It's one of the distinctives of the Pentecostal movement. Our history is that God breathed this new movement, um, this fresh wind of the Spirit, through just, uh, basically, if you look at the history, just average people waiting for God to speak. And uh, in this COVID season, I felt like it's been something that God's uh, been inviting us to do. It's been something that I felt important as a leader to, to get lots of different voices. And again, this morning, we're going to do that. And I think we're going to see the way in which God um, has gone before us. It's NADOC week. And we had mentioned previously, a couple of weeks ago, we want to hear stories. I think that it's one of the most powerful, important things that non-Indigenous Australians can do in this season to lead us to a a better place, to lead us to healing and reconciliation, which is God's heart for our country, um, is to listen to the stories of First Nations people, both individuals and also collectively, and the historic stories, understand the history, but also listen to people's experience today. We're going to do a little of all of that. We've asked um, Joy and Tom. Next week, Tom's going to share some of her story, which will be really great. This morning, Joy is going to tell us a little more about um, her family and introduce us to someone who I'd actually heard of before, her uncle Bill. I didn't know Joy was uh, it was Joy's uncle, but Uncle Bill or, or Pastor Bill Hollingsworth, who is an amazing man, and we're going to hear a little of his story, not just of being a, an Indigenous. Um, uh, Australian or First Nations person, but actually the historic impact that he's had. And here's where, as we hear this story, it's got value in itself. Uh, I really believe that it's just a continuation of what Josh was inviting us into last week. Uh, we looked at the Lord's Prayer and um, Josh pointed out how we can say it over and over again. It's maybe a prayer probably the most commonly prayed prayer if you've been a Christian for a period of time. Um, 
you've heard that prayer or you've prayed that prayer. And even maybe some of you, your pre-Christian time, you would have heard that prayer. It's, it's so familiar. And Josh spoke to the way which the familiar things can lose meaning. But actually, the invitation of, of Jesus to pray this prayer was actually in response to the disciples saying, Jesus, teach us how to pray. And Jesus uh, effectively says, sure, when you pray, pray this. And it's clear he wants us to be praying it regularly, daily even. He talks about our daily bread. But the invitation is not just to pray it, but to live it. And uh, I had a bit of a chat during the week with Micah. And because he was in the service, Cornerstone Kids was on holidays. Um, it just came up where he said, oh, I know that prayer, Dad, I know that prayer. And he, we pray that at school a lot. Um, and he went straight into the King James, a million miles an hour, our father, I'd never know. It's the way I remember saying it growing up as well. Um, but we, he said, oh, we, we pray that prayer um, every week just before we go out to sport. And I said, oh, that's interesting. And I was keen to hear why he, and what he understood, what he was hearing in that prayer and even why he thought you're praying it every week. And he said, well, we pray that because it's just before sport to remind us that being able to play sport is a real blessing um, and that we do should do it for the glory of God. Um, uh, the phys ed teacher in me kind of instinctively went, sure, that's a good time to pray. You could pray it before maths or English or any other subject. So you, you do that for the glory of God too, because that's a privilege and a benefit too. I'm not sure he was listening maybe carefully enough as to the why. But we did have a bit of a conversation about, I think, one of the most challenging uh parts of that prayer where Jesus says, when you pray, pray, um, thy kingdom come. This is the, the King James version, which is just embedded in my mind. Um, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And when I asked Micah about that, his kind of thought was very familiar to mine as well growing up. Uh, I think that's about just praying that Jesus comes back to fix this, um, fix the earth, uh, and then we'll go and be with him in heaven. Um, I thought it wasn't a time to go into a deep eschatological uh, conversation, but there's a sense in which that idea that, that we're praying that God comes back, uh, that Jesus comes back soon, and we just hang on until then. It's almost the opposite of actually what Jesus is inviting us to pray, but remembering it's actually inviting us to live. And that is the sense in which, as Josh said, we remind ourselves in the beginning of the prayer of our relationship with God, who God is and who we are. And there's so much in that. It, it, it reminds us that he's our saviour. He's the forgiver of our sins. He deals with our eternal problem, the barrier between us and God, and we should then live out a life in response to that. We're then free from that so that we are free to get about doing the Father's business. And this is where your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's about living out the values of the kingdom. It's saying, I am subject to the king. Jesus rules and reigns in my heart. But it's not just about me. It's about what happens 
in the world around me. The invitation is to, again, sort of consecrate our heart to say Jesus is Lord, Jesus is King. To the extent in which I'm not living that out, that sin in my life, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive me. But also the invitation to get busy going about saying what doesn't look like Jesus rules and reigns. What is wrong with the world as I see it in big and probably mostly small ways as we step out our door? There's a lifetime in understanding and living this out, but I'm not going to say any more because, again, like I said, I think this morning we've got the privilege of hearing a story, uh, hearing two stories of one we know very well, Joy, who lives that out, her heart for Jesus. Um, is seen before us and her heart for her vocation in teaching at school, um, all of those things. But we're going to hear from her Uncle Bill and it's an amazing story. So prepare your heart to be inspired this morning. And again, I invite you, as Josh did, to pick up the challenge of spending a week. Uh, if you did it for the last week, which I did, see if you can go another week where we're meaningfully praying this prayer, not just the words, but the invitation to live it out. Folks, be blessed this morning. I trust you'll be inspired like I have been listening to these stories. Um, you're welcome to come along at 6pm tonight. We're just going to gather together and wait on God. Um, bring your mask. But if you'd like to join with me at 6pm to just a time of prayer and praise, you're welcome to do that. But otherwise, let's hear from Joy and, uh, and her Uncle Bill right now. Be blessed, guys.